Hey guys, I'm Felissa Rose Angela from Sleepaway Camp, and you're listening to Throbbing with Horror. <laughs> Fiends and Horror Hounds, this is Brett from Dimension Z, joined as I am every week by Greg of the Dead. How are you doing, man? Doing good. How are you doing? Not too bad. I have not seen this movie in years. Dude, tell me about it. Me too. I think since, like, release here, I saw it in theaters, and then I think I saw it, like, early on in its home video release. Oh, yeah, it's definitely been, like, well over a decade since I've seen it as well, because I don't, I never remembered, like, the weird subplot to this movie. <laughs> oh, I remember the big scenes that stick out. Oh, this movie's Slither, by the way. Yay, Slither. Um, Yay. But I remember, like, the giant lady in the barn. I yeah. remember the slugs. Like, I remember Rooker at the end looking terrifying. And that was it, pretty much. Yeah, none of the, like, stuff in between where, like, the alien that like merged with Michael Rooker is like now in love with Elizabeth Banks. And it's like, we've been alone for millions of years, you know? like Dude. And that there's a fucking shunting in this movie. Yeah. I saw that. And as soon as I saw that they're merging together, I'm like, it's the shunt dude with how many horror references, which I also did not realize when I was younger are scattered throughout this. I'm 90% sure that's on purpose. Oh, it has to be. Or there's way too many of the different shots they do that homage things and like just different scenes, characters and whatnot that that has to be like James Gunn has to be a fan of society. Oh, I, I wouldn't doubt it. Look at I mean, James Gunn, who directed this movie. Some of you may know him. He directed this little indie flick called Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, number one and two, which uh, did you ever uh, watching this movie again after watching like Guardians and stuff? Did you get, like, hints of this movie and Guardians now with, like, some of the shots? A million percent. It's that James Gunn flavor, for sure. Oh, yeah. Especially that shot when, like, that slug is, like, halfway in that chick's mouth. And it's, like, slithering around or whatnot. <laughs> like, you get... And she starts getting, like, flashes of, like, what, like, this thing has been through. And it's, like, kind of that purpley thing. It definitely reminds me of, like... When it was Star Lord versus the literal planet. What's that planet's name that they did? Ego the Living Planet. Which is so fucking awesome that they did that in Guardians 2. <laughs> also, not to talk about Guardians too much, that's the other show. Right. You do see in Guardians of the Galaxy, James Gunn put the slugs from Slither in the collector's thing, like where he has all those things in cages and stuff. The slugs yeah. are in there. Oh, that's so fucking awesome. I mean, give it up to James Gunn. That, and also in this movie and in Guardians. He play he pays homage to like where he came from and his love of horror because fucking Lloyd Kaufman is in both movies. That was my first introduction to Gunn was Troma, uh Tromeo and Juliet. That was my first James Gunn movie I watched. Me and our good friend P watched Tromeo and Juliet religiously as teenagers. We thought that movie was hilarious. Yeah, where it's kind of weird because like about a week ago I got Troma now or so. Like it was like a week or two ago. And I watched Tromeo and Juliet like for the first time in a couple years. And then P got uh Tromeo and Juliet on VHS not that long ago. So it's like this weird like Troma James Gunn thing that's been going on for like the last month in our friend group. 
Yeah, it's cool. I like it. Yeah. Well, this movie's from 2006, written and directed, no produced, so no Edward Trifecta, but by James Gunn. And this is episode 43 of Throbbing with Horror. Yes. Wasn't that Richard Petty's number? I don't know who Richard Petty is. He's a race car guy. <laughs> Oh, I you got me. I yes, think it is. I don't know. He's the guy with the. Uh, I he has a, like a cool hat that has like uh, raccoon tails like hanging off of it. <laughs> there are so many West Virginia jokes. I am biting my tongue to make right now, Brett, and I'm not going to do it. Anyway, the movie it starts like a lot of movies, oddly that we've done. So a lot of critters or something like that. There's a meteor crash into Earth. And I love that's going on. These two, like, small town, almost like the little area I live in. That's what this town reminds me of. But cops are sitting there, like, trying to speed trap, but there's no cars. And the meteor crashes right behind them, and they don't even notice it. Well, I love the one cop. Like, he's so bored. He has his, like, speed detector or whatever, his radar detector that tracks, like, car speed. And he's pointing at birds, being like, huh, that bird's going 27. I would have guessed 31. Maybe thirty. <laughs> Normally, I can guess the speed of anything. Yeah, within two miles. <laughs> yep. Then, of course, we get title card Slither. I'd give it a fair title card. Nothing yeah. amazing, but a good title card. But also, like real quick to hit on the beginning as well. Like you said, I love that. Though it, it instantly almost puts you in like a fifties B movie, where like there's something from space that has crashed into this very small secluded town. That's like very quaint and it reminds you of like Mayberry, you know, and oh, yeah. the, it's it's like the blob kind of shit, you know? Yeah, I love that stuff. I just got that Destroy All Humans, the remake of that game. It's aliens yeah. taking over 1950s America. So I'm in that mood right now. So this is perfect. Oh, exactly. Like it's that kind of movie. And if those it reminds you also of like Mars Attacks. The Mars Attacks is a bigger scale, of course, but it's yeah. almost that kind of 50s B-movie feel that's just fun. Yeah, I love that movie. That movie's great. Jack Nicholson is president. I mean, come on. <laughs> we get this town montage, and it just sets up what kind of, like, po-dunky little middle America town this kind of is. Like, very big on hunting and fishing. You get a lot of that. Oh, yeah, they even, like, later on, they have a day that's opening, I guess. Isn't it, like, a, the first day of hunting season or something? Well, and they, they call it the deer dance. cheer or something like that, like a weird jamboree type thing. Yeah. Elizabeth Banks, who is, I guess, our lead, could we say that? It'd be her or Nathan Fillion, who's the one cop, Bob, I mean, Bill, one of the two. Yeah, it's like, those two are the lead. I would almost put Elizabeth Banks before him, just because so much of the movie is predicated, like, on her character, you know? Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, but she's she plays Starla, who's the stereotypical hot teacher at the beginning. She's teaching about survival of the fittest. Oh, that's coincidental. And this boy's sitting there drawing her naked, chuckling to himself. Yeah, this is, she's one of those actresses or actors or whatnot where it's like you see them in a bunch of different things. And then you're like, oh, shit, I actually really enjoy like most of the things I see them in. Like she's in a. Oh shit, 40-year-old virgin, right? She's in um Zack and Mary. Zack and Mary uh make a porno with Kevin Smith when he tried to go mainstream for a couple movies. I still like that movie though. It is really good and she's funny as fuck in it. And that's the thing like you see her in a bunch of different movies. She's usually really funny and she's fucking on. You know, she's like Oh yeah. She's great. Right after school when she's leaving getting picked up by her husband, did you catch the cameo right here? I don't think so. 
the one nerdy teacher she's talking to when her husband comes up and is like, who's that guy or whatever? That's James Gunn right there. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah, so we also see him again later on, but that's where we see him right there. Her husband, played by Michael Rooker's name, is Grant Grant. Yes. Two first names. Um, and she's Starla Grant, obviously. Bill, who's played by Nathan Fillion. I guess he's from Firefly. I never watched that yeah. show. I know oh, that's major nerd Firefly? points for me. No, I didn't. I know a lot of people love it. Oh, I live and die. But you know what? You're almost better not watching it because there's only one season and there's one movie and it's never coming back and it's heartbreaking. You are never takes the fire from me. <laughs> I hear about it all the time and everyone's always pissed about it. Oh, it's so amazing. It's so good. Like, fuck you, Fox. Like, still. <laughs> uh, well, that night, Grant is trying to get it on with Starla in bed. She's not in the mood, so he does the stereotypical angry redneck guy. I'm going out for a walk. He's not going out for a walk. He's going to get some from somewhere else. Yeah, which I love. Like, he says that, and then it's like, it cuts to him, like, sitting in a bar watching really bad karaoke. And he's already downed. You're not selling it enough. Beer. It's depressingly bad karaoke. Oh, yeah. She, like, this woman standing on stage, like, terrified is what it looks like. Like, in front of the microphone, just gripping it so hard singing like so off key i mean it's karaoke but still it's so bad yeah he leaves the bar with this girl brenda and who says she used to have a crush on him all the time and but she was like 11 when he was an adult or something which at least they address the age gap and they go out into the woods and make out but grant not a complete scumbag but still bit of one stops is like i can't i have a wife starla all that stuff yeah, where he's like, he's pissed off and he's horny and now he's drunk and he's like, fuck you, I'm going to go get some. But as soon as he's like about to seal the deal, he's like, I can't do this to my wife because he actually does love her. Oh, in a big way, which we'll find throughout this movie, but yeah. It's another movie about love, Greg. Oh, fuck me, no. <laughs> they love each other. Did you see at the end of the movie when the slug and Elizabeth Banks were staring at each other and they almost kissed? <laughs> but anyway, he stops and he's like no i can't and he walks away and he, they find this open meteor egg that we saw in the intro to this movie they find the blob that came from the egg and the blob shoots a stinger into grant's like right under his chest like abdomen area i guess yeah yeah i guess his chest and yeah. then they do this weird like x-ray shot to show it like crawling its way up into his brain which i really loved and i also loved that like James Gunn put that in there to tell you, like, okay, it's lodged in his brainstem now. It's not like an alien or something where it's just, like, in his chest cavity, you know? Yeah, that's, although it's not a line of dialogue, it goes back to our usual, hey, just one line or one thing to show us to get rid of any questions. There, there we go. And it's like, awesome, thank you. And then it also leads to later on when it's like, okay, this creature pairs with whatever it, like, leeches onto and almost gets its memory you would say because it's in its brain stem so it's like they become one yeah it's a symbiotic relationship yeah the next shot is grant at home he just opens up his fridge and goes meat which has been me many a night where like i have a bit of a buzz going on and like it's about dinner time so i'm hungry and i open up the freezer and i see steak and i'm just like liz meat Brettwood steak Minds me at three in the morning going downstairs, opening the fridge, shredded cheese. Yes. <laughs> Bologna sandwich. 
<laughs> None of the bread, though. No time for that. Just shove yeah. it in my mouth and go back to bed. Yeah, just cheese and bologna. Rah, rah, rah. <laughs> he makes this bed of leaves and Christmas lights in the basement. This is fucking bizarre. Yeah, which I actually, like, at first when I was watching it, I was like, what the fuck is this part? It almost just seems goofy. But you have to think, like, this creature has come from many other worlds, which none of them seem to have the, like, brain capacity that, like, people do. They're all, like, animals and shit. So it almost makes sense that he would be making a nest because that's what he's done in, like, past lives, maybe, you know? I'm thinking back to an old episode we did on brain damage. Remember how, like, Elmer was in Brian, and but he still needed, like, his environment, like, all the water and stuff, so, like, the host would create the environment needed for the symbiote? So right. I guess like that. Yeah, where it's almost like, okay, this is a safe area. Yeah. But it's, yeah, but it is super funny. It's just, like, he's emptying out, like, bags of leaves that, like, either him or his neighbors have, like, raked up. And he's just like, yes, this is very nice. Because he's, like, patting it and shit and, like, making it perfect. And he's, like, laying down in it to test it. <laughs> yeah, he hops onto it like a beanbag. He's like, yes, very nice. The slug likes this. <laughs> <laughs> but then, like, he hears the song start playing upstairs. I don't know what the song was, do you? I forget, but um, it, it we. Why do I feel like it's? Out. I'm gonna keep on loving you. Is that? That might be it. I don't know. It's. It sounds. It's a very cheesy love song like that. It might be that one, but it's one like that, where like Elizabeth Banks. Uh, I'm gonna start calling her by her character's name now. Starla. Starla. <laughs> As an easy one to remember, because they say it a billion times throughout this. Well, at first I thought they said Stormy, which is my mom's name. And I was like, holy shit, that's like, you never hear that name in anything else other than like, I know my mom's name that, you know. I only know two people, your mom and one friend. Yeah, there's only Stormies that I know. Yeah. But basically, it seems like she feels bad because she at this time, she's woken up. She looks out the window. She's like, OK, Grant came home. It's not like he's been out all night, which I mean, he kind of has. But she's like, I'm going to go down, put on our favorite song and like make this up to him. I'm going to fuck him in the morning on the couch in her sexy nightgown. Yeah, her like silky nightgown. As soon as I saw her in that like white robe, I'm like, I know what's going on. Yep. Uh, he comes up and uh, she has a sexy gown on and everything. And they, like you said, get it on in the morning. And it, it's great. Uh, I love that we cut to uh, Grant at the grocery store at the meat department. Yeah. He keeps adding more and more as he's ordering meat. And then it just shows him getting back home in his truck. And the entire bed of the truck is filled with meat. Well, I love it's cuts to him, like standing over the meat department. And once again, he's just like meat. Like, he's just, and this is, once again, me at the meat department at the grocery store being like, hmm, that's a good steak. Ooh, but there's a roast. But there's ribs. Like, hmm, what do I want? Meat. <laughs> I think this is where he also kills the neighbor's dog. It's right around this time, which, this movie, how many times have we said, oh, the forbidden thing to do is kill a dog or a kid? It seems like every other movie we talk about, a dog and a kid gets killed. Yeah, we've been hitting a lot of them lately, haven't we? Like, last week was Jaws, right? Like, Yeah, and got both. Yeah, there's both in that. There's, like, and Mandy, they killed a... Did they kill a dog? No, no dog died in Mandy. Okay. Just their love died, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's shown off screen, but yeah. Um, 
I like Starla asks him, why is there a lock on the basement door? And he's like, well, that's no question when your birthday's coming up. She's like, my birthday's not for two or three months. And he's like, that's not that far away. Because uh, Starla in a, a perfectly censored by steam shower, by the way. They have like one of their oh. shower doors. Perfectly steam censored. I noticed that because I saw Elizabeth Banks in the shower and I'm just like, huh? And then I saw the perfect like censor like bit of steam and I'm like, oh, damn it. <laughs> There's no steam up to the knees. There's no steam above the shoulders. Oh, shucks. God damn it, James Gunn. <laughs> but they're getting ready to go to the what do we call this? Like their big deer season celebration yeah, thing? I don't like, know. It's their redneck deer party. Yes. But she's like, you getting ready? And Rooker, what's his Grant sees her and the tentacles start coming out of his chest. Like he's going to attack her. But then he panics because he still loves Starla. Like, I, I got to run to work. Are you ready? I'll meet you thereafter. I got to run to work. And he takes off in a hurry. Yeah. Cause the, I, I take that as like at that moment, the creature has like completely formed with Grant. And he's like, wait a minute. The creature has now found love because he makes a line. He like says a line later in the movie about like, they've never known love in a billion years or something. So like at that moment, he's like, Oh, look at the pretty blonde in the shower. That's my wife. I love her. I won't impregnate her with a million slugs. <laughs> but he takes off. He said he had to go to work and he shows back up at Brenda's house earlier. And what movie is she watching, Brett? Oh, she's watching the toxic Avenger, but it's the part where it's still fucking. What's his name? Like when he's Melvin. What is it? Melvin. No, it, yeah, it's still when he's Melvin. And it's the scene that we talked about for like a couple minutes where he's like dipping his mop into the uh, uh, fucking jacuzzi with all the um, like car murderers are setting in. <laughs> I saw that. And I was like, holy shit. But that completely makes sense because of like James Gunn's uh, uh, tr uh, connection to trauma. You know, it's so awesome that he still throws that in there. Yeah, I was happy to see that. Just one of the many references and homages and cameos and stuff that we get throughout this movie. And she's sitting there watching it with, like, a baby. Which I imagine <laughs> is how, like, I was raised, where it's just me, mom, and dad sitting on the couch watching, like, Monster Vision in the 90s with Joe Bob Briggs and, like, Toxic Avengers on, and I'm like, two. <laughs> <laughs> Grant shows up there, and, like, he gets in and everything. This is... This scene's one of those weird double scenes where it's cutting back and forth between two things happening. I'll try my best to do it, but all you need to know is the jamboree thing's going on, the redneck thing. Starla, I'll cover all that now because nothing important happens there, really, correct? Should we do that? Well, yeah, basically here we find out that Nathan Fillion, who plays like the sheriff of the town, uh, Bill. Bill Party, is in love with Starla and has been in love with her for like ever. Yeah, they knew each other since they were kids. Right. And it's one of those things of like, they tell a story that comes back later of like, oh, I remember when I was going to run away to Hollywood, but then you stopped me, you know. <laughs> but that's basically what sets up there is just their relationship. Um, not to get weird, but I know the speech that the mayor gives at this whole deer thing is like, God gave man dominion over the earth. And I take that to mean man can shoot any deer he wants. I grew up in such a redneck area. I've heard this Bible verse used in this sense before. I think they're using it as a joke here, but I've legitimately heard this growing up. Oh, so me me as well, because like it, it, 
if you know Greg and as like you listeners know, I grew up in West Virginia, fucking wrong turn country. This is definitely something that I've like been to a, a like a get together like this where the rednecks are going all crazy because they're going to go shoot some deers, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've legitimately heard that line used in real life. You see Bill and Starla kind of getting cozy, dance together a little bit, and they count down and all the people clank clang their antlers together and that's all that goes on there the important thing is what's going on at brenda's house but it's a good because if i remember right when they're counting down when they finally get to one is when grant like releases his like tentacles on her oh yeah it's shot really well it's a cool back and forth it's just hard to cover that way right i wanted to make sure that was like the they're counting down and as soon as they get to one is when grant finally unbuttons his shirt and it's he's like he, there's this weird rash that she sees and she's like, Oh my God, Grant. And then she, the tentacles come out and like plunge into her like belly button. Yeah. We get some weird hentai stuff going on right here. Oh yeah. Do you know, there was definitely someone out there being like, this turns me on like weirdly. And like, they just started like, kind of furious- not, I don't know. They started furiously masturbating being like slither is my porn. Like this is the only thing that can make me come. <laughs> i mean whatever don't hurt anyone <laughs> enjoy your time exactly well it's like have you heard of the people that find like the face huggers from alien like sexy yeah yeah it's that same it's that same kind of thing when we do alien one day we'll go into that yeah yeah um but yeah so like he tentacles her belly button and the tentacles come out of her chest and like pump into her and she's, like, writhing in pain and all that stuff. Of course, this is right when Anna walks downstairs when I'm watching this. And she's oh, like, what the hell are you watching? Oh, yeah, it's not the love... It's not when, like, Nathan Fillion and Elizabeth Banks are sitting there being like, remember when we were almost in love, but then Grant came around and stuff? No, it's when Michael Rooker's, like, sitting beside a chick with his, like, tentacle stomachs, like, pumping into her belly... And she's just sitting there like, (laughs) in her defense, she ended up watching the rest of this one with me. She goes, oh, no, this one's not bad. Oh, really? Wow. I'm surprised because I haven't mentioned it yet, but there's a fuck ton of body horror in this movie. Like, it creeps me the fuck out. Like, I want to take a shower. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I know this is a good one for you. But then I'm afraid to take a shower because they seem to like water. But Starla comes home at night. And the whole, the lights don't work cliche and everything. And, but then I guess they do, because Grant comes out in his face. The more he does his alien stuff, the worse looking he gets. She's like, what happened to your face? And, oh, it's just a bee sting. I called the doctor. He gave me a prescription. I'm fine. Because he has, like, the most, like, it's, like, all these, like, fucking red and, like, weirdly colored, like, whelps all over his face. And now there's, like, a huge bump, like, sticking out the side of his head. Oh, yeah, it's gross. And then the next morning, um, Starla calls the doctor, like, I think Grant's condition's getting worse. What condition is that? The one I told you about. Here's another one, Brett. Do you know who this doctor is? We never see him, but whose voice this is. Oh, is this Rob Zombie? This is Rob Zombie. Fucking, uh, I saw his name credited, in, like, in on Letterbox, But then I was like, it's just the voice. And I was like, he must be that dude. Yeah, he's the doctor. He has two lines. You know James Gunn just called him and recorded the call. Okay, do your lines. Yeah, like, can you just do this? Can, like, Rob Zombie's like, I have five minutes before I have to make another movie mo- uh, movie with Sherry Moon. Can we just do this over the phone, please? 
Apparently, when I looked this up, I guess Rob Zombie's had at least like a small or hidden part in almost every James Gunn movie. Oh, well, it makes sense because they're both horror guys that they would be buddies, you know? Yeah. A really quick aside. Yeah, go ahead. You know Rob Zombie's doing the new Monsters movie. Yes, I do. What do you think? I'm trying to reserve judgment because they have my interest. But that doesn't mean they have my, oh, I can't wait interest. They have my, I'm very interested right now. I'm almost in the same place where I'm like, I'm extremely interested to see what he's going to do with this. Let's wait and see. Because the monsters, even though it's all horror imagery, it's not a scary, violent show. It's a happy family show. Right. But so it can go two ways. He either makes it the way the monsters was like family friendly, or if he does go the typical Rob Zombie violent route, it better be so good that people don't mind. You know what I mean? It can't be a half ass like splat gore movie. It better be a masterpiece gore movie to get people over that. You know what I mean? It has to be one or the other. If you're going to change it, it better be a good change type deal. It can't be three from hell. It needs to be devil's rejects. Exactly. If you're going to go that route, which I have heard no confirmation on the tone or anything of this. So I don't know. Now, who do you think Sherry Moon plays? Because you know she's going to be in it. I could honestly picture him going like just giving her a neighbor role. Oh, no. Fuck that. She's the wife. 100%. Oh, you think? Oh, fuck. Yeah. She's not going to take a little neighbor role. Fuck no. She's got Rob Zombie's dick in her dick in her hand. Whereas like, come on, Rob, you're going to give me the starring role, aren't you? And she brings that right up right before he's going to come. And he's like, yeah, I'll give it to you. Just make, just keep doing that. Okay. Uh, Honestly, I'm not even complaining. I love Sherry Moon Zombie. I know it's the joke, but yeah, I'm, I'm cool with it. Well, I loved her in Lords, uh, Lords of Salem. Yeah. Yeah. I almost said Lords of Chaos. That's a different movie. Lords of Salem. (laughs) Yeah. She was great. Yeah. All right. But back to Slither. (laughs) <laughs> the whole rub zombie doctor it cuts to grant going to this like i guess it's a barn like a rundown barn in the middle of the woods yeah it's like an abandoned barn that's just out there <laughs> and brenda's tied up in there and he's giving her meat and like you can see her stomach's like getting big yeah and it's like spoiled meat that he's been keeping in like their basement yes but she's eating it because as we find later like there's a huge hunger that comes with all this yeah, she's like, I've never been more hungry in my entire life. Can you hand me a little piece of that possum over there? Oh, that's later. That's the... Uh. Yeah. <laughs> the Nathan Fillion, Bill, shows up uh, with his partner, Wally, and they're questioning Starla about Grant. They're like, have you seen Grant? And they start asking her about Brenda because someone saw him there and she's been missing. Uh, she breaks into the basement with the padlock and she discovers just all these dead animals hanging up there and everything. Yeah, there's, like, coyotes, there's wolves, there's, like, regular, like, dogs, there's cats. It's disgusting. Oh, yeah, it it just flies. If I could smell my television, I could right there. Oh, yeah, thank God that, like, there's no smell-o-vision. Like, they used to talk about on Fear Factor all the time in, like, the early 2000s. Yeah. Like, oh, wish we had smell-o-vision for this. Thank God that was never invented. (laughs) She's on the phone, Colton Bill, obviously in a panic, and right then uh, Grant's in the window staring at her. She kind he kind of attacks her there. He tries like tenac- doing the whole tentacle thing to her, but right then, like every cop on the force shows up and but Grant escapes. Right. At this yeah, at this point he's uh she's on the phone with the cops and he's like, 
you're going against me now. I love you. <laughs> you turned her against me. Yeah. It's fucking Anakin. It's fucking Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> Hell yeah. Or Duel of the Fates just starts playing up whatever that song was in that yeah. one. It's Nathan Fillion versus Slug Michael Rooker, and they're on top of the house. I have the high ground! <laughs> but you know why I like why so many cops showed up in this movie? Why? Because you don't have the fucking bullshit middle act of every horror movie. I know what I saw, no one believes me. You have to listen to me. Yeah, yeah, of course, sure, giant slug man. No, we just cut that out, we move past it. Because yeah. there were so many witnesses. Yeah, don't do the killer clowns from outer space thing where, like, you, the police are getting a million calls about what's going on, and they keep being like, huh, you're just drunk, fuck off, stop pranking me, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, we had a three days later title card, and this ties into last week's episode, Brett, because okay. why does the mayor want him caught? Uh, to save deer season. Exactly. We're not stopping deer season. We're not closing down the beaches. Yeah. This is our biggest money maker. This is going to save us for the year. And it's like, what are they going to do? It's a bunch of rednecks. Like, are you just stalking Copenhagen and like natural light? (laughs) Well, that's because Anna pointed out, like, why is the mayor like going out on this hunt with them? I'm like, because he just wants everything open for hunting season. Yeah. He just wants it over with. Yeah. Because it's, it's a, uh, made aware earlier in the movie that the mayor's a complete dickhead because he like rolls up behind this big truck and he starts honking he's like get the fuck out of the way fuck you asshole and he looks over and there's like a mom and her kid and he's like hi how you doing and then he they like go away in disgust and he's like fuck i just lost another one yeah like there's one vote did you notice who the uh police receptionist was yes jenna fisher which oh my god <laughs> That was awesome to see. I guess her and James Gunn were married. Someone told me. I did not know, oh, but shit. that makes sense. Really? I can't confirm that, but that's what somebody told me. Oh my god, why would you ever leave that that wonderful person that is Jenna Fisher? Like, I grew up watching The Office, and Jenna Fisher's been a major role in my life for many years, and I'm not going to say anything other than she's an amazing actress, and I respect her. <laughs> Oh yeah, but that's just that was awesome to see her in there. Like, there's a lot of yeah. cool people in this. Also, did you catch the mayor's name? I don't, not uh, off the top of my head. Jack McCready. Okay. Do you well, know who else is named McCready from what other famous horror? Oh, movie? McCready. Yeah, McCready. Yeah. From the thing. Yep. Nice. Kurt Russell. Very, very nice. Yeah, there's a million of them in here. Blink and you'll miss it ones, or like you don't catch something. But they're all through here. Also, there's another one in this scene. I'll let you take this one. Oh, Lloyd? Yep. Uncle Lloyd, who has technically been on the show. Yeah, he was. He was on the Toxic Avenger episode. He recorded a thing for us. Yeah, which it was amazing. Like, Because I sent you a Snapchat when I was watching this movie, and I'm like, it's Lloyd. And you're like, yeah, I, that's one of the notes I made. I was like, fuck yeah, there's Lloyd sitting there. That's awesome. But yeah, you just see they're making their plan. They go up to a farm where Grant is already struck, and there's just dead dogs and cows and everything. Like, how did someone drag a cow all through there? Then they figure out his next target because he's just moving in a line. So he's hitting farm after farm. They're back at the station and they're gearing up. And this is something I was excited to mention on here, Brett. Okay. 
when they're gearing up, did you catch the music that was playing? And I don't think you'd even recognize this. It, I can't think of it right now. It's the fucking Predator theme song starts playing when they're gearing up. So why did they put non-horror shit in a horror movie? This, I present to you more evidence that Predator is horror. No. That it was referenced along with all the other horror movies in this. No, it's James Gunn. He had like a aneurysm that day. He's like... Nope. You are the last resisting member to this that Predator is horror, and we're going to convince you one day. Predator is a bro movie where they just chest bump and, like, look at their muscles together. That may be true, but it's a horror bro movie. No. Because I showed you a screenshot today from Letterboxd, and it did not say horror in the genre thing at all. And then you That one did not. I use IMDb, though, and it's on there. And you said, explain vulgar then and i all i did was look at vulgar and horror is mentioned on their genres on letterbox on vulgar so that is weird like no joke because that's why i said that because like well it's not on there i always use imdb and use letterbox that gets confusing yeah but anyway i thought you'd be excited to know that is the predator theme song when they're gearing up I don't know why James Gunn would. I mean, he likes space because he did Guardians of the Galaxy and the nope, space in this. You movie. know what this is. He also likes sci-fi, so that's a sci-fi reference. Oh, that's that's a cheap one because half the shit we talk about is technically like sci-fi horror. But there's also there's sci-fi horror and then there's horror. Would you say Star Wars is sci-fi horror or is it just sci-fi? Star Wars is just sci-fi, one hundred percent. Exactly, like Predator. We will have this discussion on the Predator episode, in, and I in, cannot wait. In five years, when we get the Predator, uh-uh, it's on the schedule. It's not five years away. God damn it! I hope I wish it was. <laughs> I always want to bump it up so we can just get this out of the fucking way. I'm getting tired of talking about it because oh, I always kind of forget what's next week at the end of the show. So like, I'm just gonna start telling you next week is this. No, you're like next week's Predator, and I'm like, I already feel sick. I can't do the show. <laughs> But yeah, so they're gearing up to the Predator theme. Just had to mention it again. And Starlight gets the cops to take her. And at first, I'm like, but why? But I guess she does make sense. Like, if you kill him, you don't find that girl. I had to get him to tell us where she's at. Yeah, but it's also just a complete coincidence that, like, it's amazing that they took her with her with them. Because she's, like, the key to the entire story. Because he lo- Grant loves her. Grant loves Starla, and that's gone into the alien now, and now the alien loves her. Yeah, because they're like one mind. Right. He yeah, it is very hardcore. <laughs> um, so they show up at the stakeout, and eventually they do see Grant makes his way there. He is full tentacle monster oh, now. My- at this point, when I saw him like watching this movie again after so many years, I was like, holy shit, they just go for it, don't they? Where he's just like, he looks like Pizza the Hut with like squid arms coming <laughs> out of him. It, I, I love this like effect and makeup and costume. I think it's awesome. Which I also love, like, up until now, they keep calling him, like, the Squid Man and whatnot, and even when they're, like, tracking him, like, where his movements are, they're using, like, a picture of a squid. Yeah, before he just was a little bendy and had some tentacles, here he really looks like one now. I forgot about that bendy part when he, like, wraps his arm around uh, Starla, his wife. Yeah. Uh, Did you see the new Creep Show? No, I haven't. Okay, there's an episode, it's the very first episode of the new Creep Show show. And 
basically spoilers for that episode it came out for a few years ago but this guy is like drinking extremely warm beer and it's turning him into another creature and at one point his arm gets super bendy and slimy and it reminded me of that a lot Ew. yeah which i would definitely that first episode of the new creep show is really amazing they kind of go downhill and they fluctuate here and there throughout the series but they're still worth checking out. Well, anyway, when they're tracking him down, Starla almost gets him to come with them. He's just like, leave me alone. <laughs> and he starts leaving. Yeah. Like, it's kind of sad, kind of hilarious at the same time. Um, he starts leaving, and one guy who's not even a cop, he's just fucking there with his Desert Eagle gun, <laughs> jumps out and is like, gets in front of him, starts yelling, is that Alan Tudyk, or is it a guy who just looks like him? Oh, I don't know. Let me look here really quick through the thing. Because if it is, that makes sense because of Nathan Fillion being in this. I don't see yeah, him. Yeah, it looks credited. a lot like him, though. I don't see him credited. Okay, well, he jumps out. He's like, no, you're not going anywhere. And we finally, I forgot we didn't get a kill because we have so much wild shit. Right. This is our first kill of the movie because he <laughs> vertically slices him because that tentacle was like a tooth on the end. Like, slices him vertically down the middle, like, right side up Terrifier style, and he just falls over. Yeah, to the point, like, and so precisely, there for a minute, he's standing there sliced open, but he's still alive, and he, like, blinks, and he's starting to, like, separate a little bit, and he almost realizes, like, oh, shit, and then his guts just spill out in front of everyone, and Starla, like, screams and, like, runs away, because at this point, she's like, maybe there's a little bit of Grant left in there. It's like, no, he Grant just cut somebody in half. He's all yeah. worm now. <laughs> And this is where the movie earns its title because he just slithers away and they all chase after him. Yeah, and when he goes slithering away, it's also just so disgusting because I'm sitting there being like, oh, fuck, like, he used to be a person. Now he's turned into this thing. Like, ugh, he's all icky and he's slimy and he's, like, oozing and shit. And I'm just like, ugh. Well, they chase him. They don't exactly have him, but they're tracking him. But they find the barn and they hear Brenda inside of it. And... They breach it, and that's where we find giant fucking Brenda. This oh, part fuck. creeps me out so bad. This is the part that I remember most from watching it when I, you know, back in like 2006, 2007, when I was still like pretty young. And yeah. That, and when she's like, Can you give me a little piece of that possum? Like, if you want to think of like, think about, um, uh, what's the name of the girl from Willy Wonka where she starts turning into a blueberry? Oh, Violet. 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 You're turning violet, violet. It's that scene. But imagine if, like, that scene was in society and what they would do with that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, she's huge. I love the one, like, we gotta get her to a hospital. And the one deputy's like, what the hell's a hospital can I do? And he's almost like, shh, I don't know. I also love, like, little, like, uh, details of, like, you see, like, she's blown up the size of, like, a Thanksgiving Day balloon. But you see little indents where her arms should be. <laughs> yeah, it's it's well done. I want to see like a behind the scenes thing of this. Because yeah. that's her real face, but it looks pretty practical for the most part. They do a good blend for 2000s really started relying on a lot of CGI. They do a nice blend of practical and CGI in this, I think. Because some of this yeah. you couldn't practical. I think they do a good mix of the two in here. Well, like when Grant goes slithering away into the woods, you need CGI for that, but they don't do it over the top where he's like huge and he does five flips and whatnot. Like they use it sparingly, 
the right way CGI should be used. Don't do yeah, fucking you know, Grant's uh, actually in a costume. They did this completely CGI monster Grant. You right. Know. It, and uh like the um what's her name? Heather? Uh who? The giant girl? The giant girl? Oh, Brenda. Brenda. Like Brenda, it almost reminds you of like Tusk. Where like yeah. Justin Long's face is just in the silicone thing, where you like everything around it is fake, but you still get the emotion of the face. You know, it's like the uh, original Planet of the Apes. Like, okay, it might not look amazing, but you there's something that comes across with like a person behind there. You know. Yeah, I feel like she just stood in a giant rubber body and just put her face through the face hole, and they like make up her face to make it look all swollen and everything. I mean, she probably had a pretty okay day where she just got to wear sweatpants and like a hoodie and just been like, okay, inside I'm, of it. Yeah. I just get to sit on this chair inside this big body and they do my makeup around my face and then that's it. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, they see, um, they look out the window and they see Grant looking in and sliding. We're like, oh shit, it's a trap. And right then she yells um, and explodes and we yeah. get the slugs. This is when the, yeah, this is like what I said a little earlier. She's like, can you hand me a bit of that possum? And she keeps like blowing up bigger and bigger. And the line that is fucked with me since I first saw this movie and still did today when I watched it again is these little fuckers are like tearing me up or something like that. As she's like tearing apart, like her skin's ripping. She's like, yeah, motherfuckers are tearing me apart. And then she explodes. I'm just like, oh, I feel so bad for her. Yeah, she gets the worst fate in this movie, I think. Yeah, I would have to. Her, Grant, I honestly got to go with her. Yeah, because Grant at least is in charge. She's just sitting there eating roadkill while like a thousand worms grow inside of herself. (laughs) Yeah, but she explodes and then we realize that was a trap and they're all going everywhere and to get in the mouths of a bunch of them and everything. It's it's wild. Yeah, at this point, we find out, like, I forgot also that it took so long into the movie for the worms to show up. Yeah, you think it's right at the beginning, like, they're coming out of that meteor, but it doesn't happen like that. No, uh, yeah, so this is the first, like, actual sighting of the worms themselves, and they're these weird, like, red sperm-looking things. Like, that, like you said, and I love the mayor later said, like, because he got got the sperm slither thing out of his mouth and he's like why the fuck does this thing want me to eat it yeah it's a good point it gets in a bunch of the cops mouth um at the we should mention bill ran away um oh no he runs away in a minute to go get help because they don't have a signal but they get most of the cops except for bill the one other lady cop but they get everyone else and the one other two other random guys that were with them Bill, Starlup, Mayor, and other cop were the only ones who didn't get it in their mouths. So they realized to close their mouths. Right. But everyone's still breathing, so like, oh, they're still alive. By the way, um, whatever I'm calling the formerly known as Kill Count now, oh, Greg of the Dead counts the dead. The Count of the Dead, but um, was the most confusing thing in the world for me this week, Brett, because Brenda dies. Tentacles. Nope, Brenda's alive. Oh, these guys die. Oh, no, they're alive. They say, oh, but then they still die. They get it anyway. Worst, worst time I've ever had with this. <laughs> Yeah, because they're alive, but then at the end, like, everybody dies, so it's like, what the fuck happens here? I'm, I'm sorry, in- I didn't count everybody, I counted characters, or if we saw the kill happening. That's, so, it's kind of a wild one, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, I can't wait. <laughs> um, but, so, and then it cuts back to that farmhouse, like, once Bill's like, I gotta, I'll go call and get help, and I'll signal out here. 
it cuts to the farm that these people have that they're staking out and the slugs are invading there. And then the one girl's in the bathtub and we get our whole nightmare on Elm Street homage right here. Yes. Where uh, the mom's knocking on the door being like, you're going to turn into a pear or whatever. A what, plum. A plum. Uh, if you stay in there too long, it's like, mom, it's a prune. A plum is what it's, it is before. And she's like, I know, just get out of the bath. And But then she's like listening to a uh, tape deck. I thought it was an iPod. No, it's like, a, no, if you like, it's definitely, it's a like giant square like tape deck. Oh, okay. But it, uh, that's also a point where I'm like, when did this take place? But I guess it could take place in like 2006 because they have like the newer looking cars and whatnot. Yeah. But at that point, she could also just be like, that's not that like far into the future away from cassettes. I think at that point they were still selling them at the store. So maybe I'm not positive. Yeah. But this is where, yeah, the little sperm like slug thing, like plops down into the water and it's the whole like nightmare on Elm street scene until she like at the very last second notices it while it keeps trying to jump in her mouth. And at one point it does. And then this is where we get, she gets flashes of like what, these creatures have done on other worlds and then gets flashes of like grant as well and starla and stuff so it's almost like you can tell at it's a quick little scene that these two things have now just become one yeah you, this is where we learn about the hive mind pretty much yeah which what there was another i mean a hive mind there's that's done in a whole bunch of stuff but wasn't there a marvel movie that not that long ago that did that as well Oh, not that I can recall. So not close enough that it's exactly like this, I don't think. Right. But it's kind of... the. It also, it, to bring up, like, Guardians 2 a little bit, where it's, like, Ego, the mad planet, is, like, using up, like, children to keep trying to make the perfect one and stuff. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I can see like, that similarity. A, a little bit of similarity between Slither and Guardians 2. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that should... It makes sense. There would be. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy because if you get this thing in your mouth, I don't. She rips it out with her fingernails because they make a point of her fingernails, like showing that she has a sharp, like manicure thing, and right. that's how she pulls it out. Because I wonder if you bite down on this, does that work, or will that just sever the part that's not in there and then it gets you? Right. I like you know, like salamanders, you pull their tail off and they're still fine. Yeah, like if you if you even like get the head inside of you, it's just still gonna be enough to do the job because like yeah, like me, I don't have fingernails because I bite them all the time because I have anxiety, so I would yeah. be fucked. <laughs> yeah, so I think I don't, I bet you can't bite it down on them. No, I bet you that would still fuck you up. Yeah, and then she she do she Angela to Judy kills it. What do you mean? What? She curling iron kills it. Yes, yes. Sleepaway camp. Yes. Great reference. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but yeah, she, that's what I was literally thinking. I don't think that one was no monster. I'd be really happy if it was, but I can't even give that one. But who knows? Maybe. It could be, you know. I bet someone has a list, like where they did an interview. I'll, I'll have to check. I'm curious. But that's the vibes I got from it. Oh, yeah. Um, she spits it out. Um, her mom and her twin sisters, not like her twin, she's her own, and then she has two sisters who are twins. They all get infected, and she jumps off the roof and gets to the truck, and the dad, the mom, and the sisters are all coming out after her. 
Uh, but then we cut back to the barn. The infected cops wake back up, start talking to Starla, but they're talking just like Grant, and they're apologizing, and it's freaky, and this is more hive mind evidence. Which I have to say is amazing casting that to, to cast Michael Rooker as Grant because he has such a distinctive like way that he talks that now like it's all these other actors now doing a uh, Michael Rooker impression, but it works. Yeah, it is cool because he's very distinct. You're right; he does talk that very distinct way, and then they all start mimicking it, kind of. Yeah, we're right. Like almost immediately, you know what's going on. You're like, oh shit, they're all the same person. Yeah, it is really wild, and but so they're going on a bit. I think I don't remember exactly how we get here, but they go for her, and she shoots the deputy, and the slug falls out of his head. Yeah, I like that part where the slug is just literally in the person's brain. Yeah, it's it's cool. I don't know how it works, but it's cool. Yeah, I, back at the farm, the family surrounding the truck like it was supposed to be family fun day, and they're attacking the truck. Did you see the remake of Pet Cemetery? No, I have it because I found it for like $5 at the Walmart bin, but I haven't watched it yet. Because oh, okay. I'm rereading the book right now. Like, well, I'm actually reading the book for the first time. Then I'm going to watch the movies after I'm done with the book. Oh, okay. Never I've watched mind. the original before, but. I was going to make a comparison, but I don't want to spoil anything for oh, you. Oh, no, I know how the book. Uh, I've seen the original movie, just not the but, remake. No, the remake. How, I don't oh, do they change the stuff in it? For you. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm just saying, for you, those of you who know, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Bill shows back up right when this is going on. He's like, what's going on, guys? And they're all going after the truck. And the formerly dad turns around and is like, Poison Ivy. And full credit to Anna, she caught this reference. I didn't even pick up on it at first. Because the two twins are, two twins go, we're itchy. In unison, she goes, oh, The Shining. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't even catch that. it. Like, which is an obvious one. It just went right over my head. She goes, oh, they're doing The Shining, Greg. I'm like, oh, yeah. Good on Anna. <laughs> yeah, no, I told her, I was like, I'll give you credit. Don't worry. I'll make yeah. sure that they know that was you, not me. <laughs> That's a one point for Anna on the Throbbing with Horror point scale that just yes. now made up. <laughs> don't give me another thing I have to keep track of, Brett, because I can't do it. That's <laughs> no, your thing. That's your thing. No, that's not my thing. <laughs> they spit acid back yeah. at the barn because it's jumping like crazy. These things can spit fucking acid because they spit acid at the one surviving girl cop and kill her. And our kills are starting to rack up quite a bit, as you can tell. Yeah. Um, Starla shoots one and then runs. Bill saves that girl at the barn. I mean, the farmhouse. This is another one like the tentacle and the farm jamber. I mean, the deer jamboree session is cutting back and forth a lot. Kylie, the girl who survived the family and Bill get in a car. They run away from the family. Uh, Bill hits another. Now we're starting to see more of these infected people pour in, like all the neighbors and everything. Very zombie looking, like which I love. So this is a really cool scene. Also, very Night of the Living Dead because like the houses are starting to like look boarded up and whatnot. Yeah, Bill hits one with a car, and that's right when Starla, the mayor, and uh, come out of the woods, and Starla stabs it like with a road sign right through the face. Yeah, and at this point, like, because Bill's, like, gone away, so he didn't exactly know what was going on at the barn, so he has this look on his face, like, what the fuck? Like, where are you guys coming from? I was coming back for you. Yeah. <laughs> then, uh, they're all together, our group. Bill gets on the radio with Shelby, who's Jenna Fisher's character, tells her to call the CDC, and right after that, those slugs get her from the ceiling. Oh, uh, poor Jenna Fisher died. Poor, poor, poor Jenna Fisher. I, I... Very young Brett loved you. 
I gotta say, I never thought we'd say we'd count Jenna Fisher as a kill in one of the Throbbing with Horror episodes. Me neither. As soon as I saw like her in the background, and also I love she's the receptionist. Holy shit, yes she is. Like, that's just so amazing, because I think this is like right around the time that The Office came out as well. The Office started in 2005, this came out in 2006, so I don't know which one filmed first or whatnot. But it's so weird that it's like, okay, it's Jenna Fisher playing the receptionist, and it's just like, she's just lovely. We get one of these weird scenes, remember in Phantasm, them playing the guitar on the stoop had nothing to do with anything, but it was a fun scene, so we let it slide. Right. That's how I am with this next scene of the mayor freaking out about Mr. Pibb. Oh, yeah, which I love that they, um, because I used to drink Mr. Pibb all the time, and I haven't think of, thought about it in, like, a really long time. But watching this movie again, I was like, I want a Mr. Pibb. Like, I could taste it again. Like, it has that distinctive taste to it. I don't think I've ever tried Mr. Pibb. Oh, I love Mr. It's like, uh, it's kind of like Dr. Pepper, but different. I'm going to take the doctor over the mister. Who's this no. Mr. fucking Pib? I Dr. Pepper. Come on now. I'm going after Mr. Pib 100%. I'm the <laughs> underdog guy. <laughs> I love how he reaches the cooler and he freaks the fuck out because there's no Mr. <laughs> Pib and he specifically has to told your receptionist, I want Mr. Pib. I love that's just like the last little thing that broke him. He's like, we're getting attacked by alien slugs. Everyone's exploding and spitting acid. Let me just get a Mr. Pib. I'll feel better. Fuck, there's no fucking Mr. Pib. <laughs> I do love it. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, Kylie, the girl from the farm, explains what she saw, like the alien mind, that she was Grant for a second. They're all connected. You know, they all get it. They're just back in town to build radios to Shelby that, hey, we're back in town, which was bad because he didn't know she was overtaken. So it's a trap set up. Truck rams him. Boom. Actually, a pretty cool, well thought out plot. I got to say that was nice writing right there. Yeah. Um, They take Starla and the horde surrounding the car and everything. I love that they're all like chanting Starla because they're all Grant. Yeah, because it's all that... Uh... Yeah, they they just want her. Where it's just like Starla, I love you, and it's just everyone in the town saying this because they have the hive mind. It's it's <laughs> pretty comical. Yeah, it's smart. Uh, they come up with the plan though. Grant's the original patient zero, so kill Grant. It should kill the rest because it all ties back to him. And they they mentioned this grenade at the police station. They confiscated off some before. Their plan is to get that grenade because small town police station. They only have one grenade. Yeah, because uh, Bill uh, earlier in the movie mentioned that uh, he took it off of someone that was going to use it to go fishing. Yeah. Um, also, we saw a deer get the worm earlier, the slug, and that comes into play because once they're in there, he's attacked by like the zombie deer, which is also Grant. Yeah, which is very funny. I, I enjoy this scene quite a bit. Kylie saves him with a fire extinguisher. Yeah, after Grant, uh, after Bill, I'm sorry, after Bill was like, just stay here. Like I got this taken care of and he fucking goes running in and she saves him. And he, uh, later on, she's like, I'm not staying here by myself again. And he's like, Oh yeah, it's probably a good idea. You probably come with me. He knows what's up. I'll probably need your backup. Like bring that fire extinguisher. <laughs> yes. He gives her a gun at this point. I think. Oh yeah. Well, at this point she's 100% earned it. I'd be like, give me a fucking gun. Like <laughs> there's slugs everywhere. <laughs> It cuts back to Starla, and the horde of Grants puts her on the bed, and they start cleaning her up, like brushing her hair, cleaning off her wound and everything, like on her face. And so they they all love her. She now has a million husbands. 
the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, she's completely like she has a complete makeover and like a pedicure basically. Where she wakes yeah. up and she's in like her hair is like perfect, her like face is perfect. She's in like a silk nightgown. And that was just the real quick scene of that because it cuts back to Bill and Kylie and you they see like the horde dragging people to the house and you see the horde kill James Gunn. <laughs> you see oh, him God. back and he gets killed by the horde and starts getting drugged back towards the house. Oh, that's awesome. So I love that James Gunn counts as one of our kills. James Gunn killed himself in his own movie. <laughs> yeah, like people I never thought we'd count on this are popping up on this episode. So it's fun. Yeah, the guy who did Guardians 1 and 2 and is like a giant Marvel and DC person now was in a horror movie, his own horror movie, and got killed by slugs. <laughs> yes. Um. So they follow him back and everything. And Jack, who was taken earlier, wakes up in the basement and he's chased upstairs by hungry horde people, stabbed with a tentacle. He turns into one of them. He starts eating a dead arm. Yeah, which you can definitely tell on his face and like through his acting. It's really good because he's like regretting what he has to do, but he just can't help himself. Yeah, he's so hungry. Pass me some of that possum. Yeah. <laughs> Grant and Starla seduction scene starts like you hear the song start playing in the basement and you see full on fucking. You don't realize it's a shunting yet, but giant blob Grant in the basement now, like all tentacled, like parts of them are attached to the ceiling. It's disgusting. Yeah. And there's like people that have like melted into him that we discover like he's absorbing people and shit and. He has yeah, that's like, the next scene. You see it happen because when they crest that hill, they see people just walking and, like we said, the shunting fusing to them. Well, yeah, I love it's the and the one that they show to show what's going on is this like fat guy who gets naked and just falls into him. Because then, like, you pull out and it's like Bill looking at it through the binoculars, and you just see this fat dude's ass like melting into the shunting thing. It's, it's, this whole thing is fucking gross. This movie's disgusting. I love it. It's, but it's disgusting. Everything is covered in slime. Yeah, it's, it's, it's nasty, isn't it? Oh, 100%. It's so, this is the whole body horror thing. This is like top tier body horror where it's like, there's people melting, transforming into other things. There's creatures going inside your body and changing your like physical being and whatnot. It's fucked up. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Starla gets close. She grabbed a uh, hairbrush with, like, a fucking shank on the end for some reason earlier and, like, hit it. But she's getting close to Grant, and they get real close. She's like, it just took me some adjusting, that's all. I I don't know why I remember that scene, because I'm like, yeah, bullshit, when I was a kid watching this, when I was an early teenager. Because that's very formative years, and you got Elizabeth Banks in a, like, sheer 90 being all sexy towards this, like, creature and whatnot and trying to, like, seduce him and almost kissing it and shit. No wonder why it's stuck with you. Oh, no wonder I'm fucked up. That makes so much sense. Um, Do you like tentacle things? Do you Google tentacle another word sometimes, Greg? Oh, every day. Yeah. Just tentacle Uh, women. uh, Asterisk sarcasm. Perhaps. Sure. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. She stabs him in the head, and so she starts attacking Starla. Like, now that's the end of it. No more Grant Starla. No. Yeah, because, yeah, at this point, Grant throws her across the room. 
Yeah. And that's right when Bill and Kylie break in. I there's this quick scene and I fucking love it cuz it's it's so like with the humor and wildness of this movie. Bill kicks in the door, him and Kylie run in. There's like now kind of possessed Jack, but not 100%. Like he's just hungry like Brenda was earlier. He's right. Like, Please kill me. And without a, a moment of hesitation, Bill just shoots him and keeps running. <laughs> like, he doesn't stop and look or anything. It's bang, keeps moving, doesn't lose a step. Oh, it's so fucking great, because this entire time, Bill has been completely annoyed by the mayor. And it's for like... Yeah, they've been at, uh, at odds the whole movie. What it also reminds me of, it's like, remember the dickhead from the Dawn of the Dead remake? Which one? Most of those people sucked. I like that movie, but there were no nice people in that movie. The guy with the boat, where at the end... Oh, yes, yes. Where he was like, he was also in Modern Family. Yeah. Where he's like, if I ever turn into one of those things, fucking put a bullet in my head. And then later in the movie, he gets bitten. He's like, kill me, kill me. And the one woman just like, shoots him. Yeah. Which I think, if I remember right, making those... Yeah, uh, James Gunn was a writer on that version of Dawn of the He was. He, oh, that makes so much sense. Good pool, Brett. Holy shit. Yeah, he oh, was a writer on that. He did the Scooby-Doo live-action movie as well. Yes, he did. He had some yeah. good pedigree to him. All wildly different, but all good shit. James Gunn is fucking... I love you, man. Keep it up. He's great. He flies under our radar, but man, he's good. He's all over the place. He's like all in my childhood, too, because I remember seeing that movie when I was little. <laughs> what, Slither? Oh, Slither and the I, Scooby-Doo live-action movie. They're probably, <laughs> like, pretty close to each other. <laughs> but he kills Jack. He's about to use the grenade, and Grant just knocks it into the pool and knocks him back outside. Yeah, which it's is very funny. anticlimactic and hilarious. Yeah, because, like, uh, yeah, he gets knocked over, the grenade goes behind the couch, and he grabs it again, and then he gets knocked out the window... He grabs it again, I think, and then it, like, he gets hit again or something, and it goes in the pool and explodes, and then it's like, oh, fuck, now what? It's like, um, oh, wah, wah. <laughs> I, I like the workaround for this, though, because the tentacles fly out of the house. One goes right into Bill, but the other goes in, he pushes into the propane tank that's going off next to him. Yeah. And so he is, like, pulling propane back into him, and he yells at, I almost just called her Mary. He yells at Starla, <laughs> shoot him! And she fucking shoots him, and he explodes. And I guess you need to be stabbed with both tentacles. The Kylie girl, that's her job to tell him that. You need to be stabbed, both of them, to turn into that. <laughs> because she was hive-minded for a minute. Just yeah. That's her exposition, girl. Yeah, which, um, at the time, I didn't know that watching this again. So I was thinking, like, oh, fuck, I loved Bill. Like, that's Nathan Fillion. I don't want him to die. Like, I felt so bad. But also, that cannot be good for you, because later on, he's pushing on his stomach, and, like, all this weird white shit's coming out of it. Oh, it's nasty. It's not quite pus. It almost, it looks like frothy, nasty milkshake. It's like alien slug sperm. Like, he, like, and it's really weird, too, whenever, like, uh, Grant is, like, pumping, like, his tentacle juice into the, into people, because it looks like he's coming. Like he, it's yeah, like, it's, he's like it's gross. It's he's like oh yeah, and like all the different heads that are attached to him are like also moaning. So it's like they're coming inside of Nate. So Michael Rooker in this movie comes inside of Nathan Fillion from Firefly. I can't argue with you. You're you're right. <laughs> I don't like it. You're right. Um, by the way, <laughs> second movie in a row that a 
gas tank ends up blowing up our main bad to save the day. Yes. Yeah, which I like you said, I love how it's like he sticks the weird tentacle into the thing and then like uh, uh, fucking Elizabeth Banks shoots him and he like blows up but like it's comically blown up at certain points because like the faces get distorted and then he finally explodes yeah they kind of swell up then explode which is also kind of reminds you of the scooby-doo live action movie when like the monster like things from the uh, from spooky island come out and it's It's all connected face distortion shit it is we got the next morning bill sterla and kylie all walk out like well, it's only a couple miles to the next town, and they start walking. Motherfucker, take a car. They walk by a truck. Yes. Now, just because aliens happened doesn't mean the cars don't work anymore. At least it hasn't been established that they don't, so take one. And- oh, by the way, yeah, when when Grant blows up, all the other randos just drop over Attack of the Clone style dead. Right. Yeah, this is where we it leads more into like the hive mind thing of the entire movie, of they're all the same person. Yeah. Cut off the uh, cut off the head of the snake, the whole thing will die kind of thing. Exactly. Then credits and that was Slither. Yeah, bravo. I mean, uh, such a fun movie to review. Oh, I had so much fun watching this again. Yeah. Now, look, it, I know what it was like horror comedy, like not the most highbrow stuff. Man, I had a great time revisiting this. Like it re- took me right back to high school. I had a really fun time Ooh. with it. Oh, yeah, especially seeing, like, all the different names that are in it. Seeing Jenna Fisher pop up randomly, and I'm like, holy shit, she's in a horror movie? Like, I didn't know that. Like, Elizabeth Banks is amazing in it. We got Nathan Fillion and Michael Rooker. Like, this is an all-star cast. Like, I love it. Yeah, and some of the references I didn't catch when I was younger and, like, cameos and stuff. It was a really fun time with this. Yeah, I completely agree. I loved it. You want to get to Greg of the Dead Counts the Dead? Yeah, I know, we'll call it, what should we call it? The count of the dead from now on. One dead body. Ah uh, ah. Uh, uh. Yes. Two so the, dead body. Ah ah ah. So the count of the dead, Brett. Every week, the throbbing with horror count of the dead. We tally up all the kills in all the movies we've watched, and we add them together to get a really nice big number. Last week we did Jaws, which left us with four hundred and sixteen. You want to guess where we're at now? Aware when I do an affair, Spanish lady. I knew you'd get that in somehow again. I, I was I just was waiting for it. Because I knew I was going to mention Jaws again at the end of this episode. Aware when I do an affair, Spanish lady. Every time you say Jaws. <laughs> um, I'm interested to see what you do with this movie. So I'm on. Should the I explain my- like my process on this one a little? Please. Okay, so... I didn't count the entire town. I'll say that. No, it's not a, it cannot be a Jason X space station kind of thing. (laughs) Yeah. So anybody that we were with for some time. So if we were with them when they were alive and you know what, this movie didn't just have randoms like Shaun of the dead that were alive that later we saw zombies. Everyone that we saw alive actually had speaking roles and stuff like that. So they were real characters. So anyone we saw alive and then was turned counts because they all died. Okay. So, and anyone who we saw killed dies. However, if they turned and were killed, that wasn't two deaths. They still just died once. Okay. So that's pretty much where we're at. So any characters that did not make it out at the end that died. Okay. And like, if we saw randos and we didn't see them again, or we saw people who were just backgrounds and they became one, didn't count them. You know, they had to at least have a line or something. So this yeah, was a really tough one. I know there's no way to really 
this was a tough one to do. But it was easy when I could count characters we saw and we at least saw get infected. Well, I think that's very fair. Because if it's just some rando versus, like, if we did randos, Jason X has a million kills in it, you know? Yes. So, for example, like, Jenna Fisher, even though we didn't see her die... We saw the slugs get her and we know we got possessed, which right. means she would have died. So that got oh. counted. If you did not count the angel known as Jenna Fisher <laughs> in this movie, I would go berserk. God bless Jenna Fisher. So do you want me to remind you where we were? Uh, yeah. Where were we? We were at 416. I'm guessing 15 kills. Holy shit. How do you do this every week where I... it'll be a crazy number and you miss it by one? Really? Is it 14 or 16? It's 16. Oh, damn. Usually I overshoot it. I was going to say 17. I don't know how you... It's consistent. It's by one. I don't know how you do it, but it's impressive. It's still not right, but I'm legitimately impressed every week because it's always by one. It's my, yeah, so weird, ended, it's my weird horror brain. We ended up with 16 in this, which brings us to a count of the dead of 432. Nice. All right, well, every week Greg does his count of the dead. And I do my rating system, which I need to make up a name for other than just calling it my rating system. <laughs> hey, we're still working out the kinks. We're only 40, what, 43 episodes in? Yeah, we're almost a year in. It's okay. Um, <laughs> so I like to rate the movie, but I don't like to do stars because number one, Joe Bob does stars and I love you, Joe Bob. Number two, Cisco and Ebert do stars and fuck those assholes because they said bad things about the Friday the 13th series. So suck five dicks agreed i'm trying to say so i like two to dicks do... way up one dick ah 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 two <laughs> dicks ah 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 <laughs> but i like to do something from the movie one through ten and i don't think about it until this very second because i always forget i have to do this see what could i do from this movie that would be good some obvious wanna... ones i won't say them i don't want to do slugs because that's, way uh, that's what i was thinking okay uh, tentacles. I will say tentacles. Gross. I like it. Yes. So one tentacle, this is like your first time searching tentacles on Pornhub. Oh God. And you're like mildly disturbed and you're not turned on whatsoever by what you see. And you're like, what the fuck is this? And you like go pray. Okay. Ten tentacles is, this is the only thing I'm going to watch for the entire world. This makes me bust more than anything has ever made me bust in the entire world. Like, tentacles is my thing. Okay. I'm gonna give this seven tentacles out of ten. It's... I love this movie so much. It's so much fun. There's no way it could get a perfect ten out of ten just because of the kind of movie it is. It would be like giving Killer Clowns from Outer Space a ten. It's perfect in what it does, but... It's a cheesy B movie in what it does, which is perfect, but that kind of movie cannot be a 10. Uh, you gave it a seven tentacles? Yes. I, as well, gave you seven tentacles out of 10. Oh, perfect. That does not happen very often that we both align. It happens every now and then. We hit it once in a while. Yeah. Hey, here and there. I, I even sent you the picture as proof. I, say, I got it now. <laughs> yes. So just at seven, I'm like, he's not going to believe me, so I always do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a fun time. I really enjoyed talking. About exactly what you said. You know, Slither is great at what it is. It's not a masterpiece. It's it's not my favorite movie. But, man, do I have a fucking fun time watching it. 
Oh, it's a it's a very tight movie where there's not a lot of like extra fat around the edges. I can't think of a scene I cut from it. Yeah, it's not like oh I could lose this or lose that. It's like how it plays. I love it. I think from what he was working with and what the story was, this is the best job he could have done with that. You know. Yeah. Uh, you want to reveal what we're doing next week? Yeah, what is next week, Greg? Next week, get your saxophones ready, people. <laughs> we're doing The Lost Boys. I'm stoked on this one. Yeah, I can't wait. I've only seen this movie a few times. I think I, watch it, I watched it the first time during quarantine last year. Oh, so this is a new one for you. Yeah, I've only seen it like once or twice, I think. Lost Boys is fun. When I was in college, I watched it for the first time. A friend had me watch it with him, and then I really enjoyed it. And so it's kind of become, not at all the time, but a pretty fairly regular staple for me, at least yearly now. It's really fun. I mean, it's got Corey Feldman in it. You know, it's got, uh, what are are they, the Frog Brothers? Yeah, the Frog Bros. Uh, A really cool collectible store not too far from my house is called the Frog Brothers, named after them. Oh, that's fucking awesome. And I won't reveal, but we may have a guest. I never like to, just in case things go wrong with the schedule, but we may have a third with us for next week, so that'll be a fun time. We may have someone tiptoeing through the tulips to come that, uh, do the podcast with us, is the little hint I will give you. <laughs> yeah, so if you want to search the back catalog, you can figure that out pretty easily. But that's it. <laughs> uh, should we give them the rundown? Listen to us on all the shit? You know, yeah. I mean... Oh, we have a Facebook group now. Yeah, I created the other night. I was really bored and I was a few beers in. So I was like, I want to do something new. So I created a Facebook group for us. So if you search Throbbing with Horror on Facebook now, we're on there. Yeah, I think you have to get approved. We'll pretty much approve anybody. It's just because yeah. horror Facebook groups have a tendency to get taken down just because of all the pictures and stuff that get posted if it's public. So you just request to join me or Brett where the admins on there will approve you. You'll be good. Yeah, fuck you, Zuckerberg. <laughs> Zuckerberg uh, yeah, just... can fuck it. Amateurs can fucking suck it. <laughs> Jeffrey. But yeah, make sure you guys join that. Post some fun like horror memes. We'll have a good time there. Yeah. No, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Yeah, Twitter at Throbbing Horror, Instagram and TikTok, uh, TikTok at Throbbing with Horror. And that's all I got, my friend. Yeah, that's all I got too, man. Um, so yeah, yeah, join us next week for Lost Boys, and we hope that Slither has left your brain throbbing with horror and slugs. <laughs>